Dust. I got to tell you something. I don't think I've seen Dustin as giddy as he was. We're trying to have a conversation before the show, and he's doing his whole like, oh. Well, I get it. What was that? That that's and then I was basically asked to leave the room. It's like you can shut that door when you walk out of here. No, no, we were trying to get going on the show. I thought you were leaving, and I I told you make sure you shut the yeah. door. It was, well, it was a polite way to say get out. Well, let's really? face it. No, you were honestly. I don't think I've ever seen you. You looked like uh, marvelous, like uh, like uh, uh, madrigal sounded in that cut you played. Well, for eight innings, he had every reason last night to feel like it was going to be one of those nights and it was going to be one of those series and you're going to have to talk about the White Sox swept the Cubs and that's the way it looked. That's the way it looked. Down 3 nothing. Clevenger was dealing. The Cubs were doing nothing. The offense was absent again. It was that eighth inning, buddy. That was the killer. It was. You you, you load the bases with nobody out. You're up 3 to. Nothing at the time. And didn't Stoney say something along the lines of uh, they've got to get some runs here? Something like that. Like, they really needed to score. He knows the game so well. And then I don't even know. How many pitches was that? Did you say it was 11? I thought it was Michael Fulmer came in with the bases loaded and nobody out. Yeah. And he was facing Luis Robert Jr., Yohan Mankata, and Andrew Vaughn. Eloy was out. That was well, Lloyd was out, but still, those are three capable hitters. Those are three guys that if you're the White Sox, you want up with the bases loaded and nobody out. Well, Luis Robert, I mean, yeah. that was incredible. And Michael Fulmer comes in. Michael Fulmer's been very good, 1.65 ERA, last 30 starts. He's been sneaky good this season. He couldn't have been much better in that position. And he could not have been much better. He came through in the clutch, 11 pitches. Wow, that was yeah. huge. And Three it set strikeouts. Up everything else, everything after that followed. So the yeah. first seven innings were forgettable for the Cubs, who played very sloppy baseball. Very sloppy. Boy, kicking the ball around. Oh. Happer. What Gold glove. How does that happen? He dropped one. They were making every excuse on the Marquee Sports Network. I love you, Joe Girardi. Yeah, hit a divot. He didn't play the ball well. No. That was a bad play. You don't see that very often yeah. from me and Happer. And he, he made up yeah. for it later with a great throw. But the bottom line is you were – Left for dead, essentially, with the Cubs in this series. And you're feeling like, oh, geez, now the Royals come to town. They have a day off. We're going to have to be miserable for a day. And then the eighth inning happened. Right. That turned everything. Nick Madrigal with a basket shot. Dustin loves his little basket boy, doesn't he? Well, it might have been a cheapie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nick Madrigal pinch hit home run. I was happy for Nick Madrigal. Those words don't go together. Against the team that, uh, that gave up on him, that traded him. Just because he had they abandoned injury him. issues. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. He he was a a guy who was overdrafted, didn't live up to his potential, and they got Craig Kimbrell in return. Mm. They made a deal they thought they had to Great make. Great deal. And that, uh, and and then I mean, I, I you know, in truth, even if they had managed to score some runs, like, there were no outs when Morell hit that three run homer. It was double walk. See you, Bob. Well, the unsung heroes, you're right. I mean, we, but I'm we, saying that they, they could have given up uh, another three runs and the Cubs would have scored seven, right? I mean, <laughs> if, that's if the what game it felt were, like. were going on, yeah. They, they, it was going to be a long inning for Santos. Yes. It did not look like he had Gregory command. Santos. And it started no chance. out with Cody Bellinger getting the double and yeah. I think, I think really shaking the confidence of Santos, who's not used to being in that situation all that's the time. True doesn't get the first guy out, and then all of a sudden might be considering, oh, no, where's this going? Right. Uh Uh-oh. 
And you don't, he doesn't throw a lot of, uh-oh. Now, it's a 100-mile-per-hour sinker that Christopher Morrell mashed into right center. And that was the, the wrong pitch, but it got away from him. But still, a 100-mile-per-hour heater after Christopher Morrell did not look good missing the first two sliders. So everything that had to come together for the Cubs came together at the right time and then the celebration, that is one of the more jubilant home run trots you will ever see. Oh, it it made it made Luis Robert Jr. look shy a night earlier. Right. No question. That was it. That was the answer. Uh, really good, really good game for the Cubs. Really necessary. I mean, they had to win that game. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, Cincinnati won, right? And uh, you pick up a game on uh, – on the, uh, I you think they're you think they're scoreboard watching at all? Yes, I think it's hard not to. I think it, it's impossible to ignore. Yeah, I agree. They can say what they want to say, they can act as blasé about that as as they choose, but it's inevitable that you're going to be, you're a competitor. You know exactly where you are at every point of the day. People live their lives while staring at their phones, knowing how many steps and what time it is, all hours of the day. They exactly know where they are in the standings. Yeah, I think there's there's little doubt about that, but, and uh, and I think that they needed that game. I, I, they just you can't lose two games to a team as bad as the Sox. That's that's the thing, though. It's and, because of that. Yeah, that's. Why. It's not because of like it's August seventeenth today, and there's not enough time to make up any ground in the in the division if you had lost that game and it was the Braves. It's because it was the White Sox. Well, and it's because the Stroman news came before the game and that felt like a loss in and of itself and we'll get into that mm-hmm. but then you, you know you kind of lose Stroman oh yeah you know Drew Smiley's fine oh no we're gonna bring you, you just you listen to that was this key yeah be a good idea I, it you just felt like there's a dark cloud and then you're watching them against the Sox and they're getting nothing done and you thought, like, wow, is it, has that impacted them to the point where it's more than just uh, losing a player? It's a, it's a good way to connect the dots because I think when you're looking at the the news that we didn't expect to get before the game from the Cubs in terms of Marcus Stroman and his uncertainty, and maybe the unlikely, it's unlikely that he'll return this year. Right. It, it was as if the Cubs took the field almost with a letdown and, yes. and in response to that bad news. And they weren't as sharp as they typically are. Right. This is not a team that has gotten to where they've gotten and played the way they have all summer long by being sloppy fundamentally. And they were sloppy fundamentally for the first seven innings. So there is a connection there. I think that's a good point. That said, now it's like, all right. And now it's back to <laughs> glory meant to be. That it's glass is half here. full. Yes. Go Cubs, go. That's right. Right, it's it's a totally different feeling. <laughs> what a what a vibe change you would have had. I, oh, what a incredible. what a total kind of transformation of the, of the mood collectively. I think when you hit that home run, when you win the game, you probably shouldn't have won. Yeah, based on the first seven innings, and you get the news you got earlier. Yeah, now you wake up, you get a day off, you, you get a day off, and then you get the Royals, which is that is another one where you should really feel good about. Welcome things. to town, Kansas That's City. Right. Thank That's you right. for coming. Now the Royals, I don't know how many people have been forced to watch them, but they are they are terrible, terrible, just a really bad team. Simple as that. There's very little around. Bobby Witt Jr. can hit an inside the park home run. I mean, they've had a couple of little fun moments, but. For the most part, 
all they've done is lose. They make the White Sox look like winners. <laughs> well, they are behind the White Sox That's in the standings. Like significant. So the White Sox feel very good in comparison. The A's are kind of in the same company there. That's right. Can they come next? But I think the Royals are a welcome guest at Wrigley Field this weekend because the Cubs uh, can take advantage. And now they can exhale a little bit. Had they lost two straight games to the White Sox, especially the way they lost the first one, you know, that was a moment. And and so from, from the other perspective, and you can speak to this better, Pedro Gafol called that the worst loss of the season. He I don't knows. know that it matters, but do you agree? He'd know. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's the guy that's been uh, living through him. Um, I, don't, I don't think that was the worst loss of the season because I don't think the stakes were very high. I, I, I just think that you're playing for – I get it. Maybe that's the White Sox World Series, but that's not the World Series, right? Maybe for them, the idea that if you could win a couple against the Northsiders, you'd really show something. Frankly – you know, you, you, they came back and beat you already. Right. So it wasn't really a surprise that they were able to do it again. The surprise was that the Sox were ahead in that game. They could not the, – the Sox had opportunities to add runs, and they couldn't do it. And certainly the, uh, the, the Michael Fulmer uh, performance, that, to me, that's the game right there. That, you know, the, the failure to get anything out of bases loaded, nobody out with your with, – Luis Robert, you know, with your hero from the night before at bat, that was pretty much and – and that wasn't his fault. That was the pitcher outclassed all the hitters in that sequence. I and think it was Michael Fulmer, spectacular. the unsung, that was his unsung best hero. Of the year. It was yeah. his best moment of the year. Hard to say if it was the White Sox' worst loss of the year. Unfortunately, yeah, there are others to compare it to. Too many. I think the – the reaction is understandable, though, given the extreme opposite end of the spectrum. How many runs that they that have? loss was on the from the night earlier? How, how many runs did they have against the Cubs the first time before the trade deadline when they lost that game? I mean, that was ugly. I think that was a worse loss because you're but, at home. But this was a gut punch because you led oh, yeah. three to nothing in the eighth. <laughs> you give up a cheapy home run. You need six outs. You need six outs. You got Nick, a double play. Nick Madrigal homers, and After all of a sudden, think, well, run. that's okay. Yeah. It's three to one. We got a guy who's throwing a hundred, hitting a hundred on the gun. How bad can it get? Well, you give up a double. Did, could Luis Robert could. Jr. have made a play on that on that double? He stopped uh, short of the wall, understanding where it was, and he made a play that you understand. Do, like, do he and Ben Attendee understand each other as outfielders? That's the question you're asking, right? Well, I think that perhaps in that moment, but I think it was it more Benintendi there or the wall? Yeah. Because the wall has got to be something that at Wrigley Field is always in the back of your mind if you're playing center. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know what exactly was the – Luis Robert hesitated, and he thought that was a catchable ball. But I think that I would rather have him – around and healthy for the rest of the season than see a play. I think it was a smart play. Yeah. I I don't, I don't think that you want him crashing into walls. He is a gold glove center fielder. You don't really second guess him, but I, you know, you're thinking out loud just because we're getting some questions on the text line and they referenced it last night on the broadcast on the marquee broadcast, especially, I think they talked about this. He was, had an awareness that it was there. Certainly. But it was a big hit because Bellinger gets on second and mm. 
sets the stage for Swanson next. Yeah, which coaxes you, a walk. You picked around Swanson is what you should do there. Now you got the the force back on. Morrell is such a he's just such a ball of energy, and he's he's got that kind of singular outcome going right Feast now. Feast or famine. Yes, and you kind of you kind of had that sense that he was either going to end it or it was going to end poorly. And it ended poorly well, for the White ended, Sox. It ended well for the Cubs. I mean, that's, again. Moral you know, victory. Think about moral victory. That was funny. I <laughs> thought that was very funny. That was, uh, that was your text. It was really a good one, and I think uh, we all appreciated that in the moment. I, I had some friends. I, I didn't know if you'd appreciate it oh, in no, the moment I or not. I, I, I gave it a ha-ha. I you did, it was really I know. Good. I, I very it. magnanimous of you. No, I, I thought it was world-class headline. <laughs> I, I, if I don't see that somewhere, then the world has gone wrong. I, I just – that guy is so electric. He's unbelievable. That, you know, he – and, and then you see on, on social media a little bit, well, how do you think his celebration rounding the bases, he should be more composed? That's who he is. Yeah, listen. Take I, his shirt can't? off. You know, you whatever. don't want a guy to run around the bases to be happy. Then don't let him hit a three Strike him over. out. There you go. Strike him out. Yes. So, I, I mean, go Michael Fulmer his arse if <laughs> exactly. you want to do that. But if you can't, then okay, buddy, have your moment. Yeah, Gregory Nothing Santos. wrong with that. Use your 11 pitches to strike out the side That's in the ninth right. instead of giving up a game-winning walk-off, yes. season-defining home run.